3: Hello, uh welcome to this episode of the Flats and Shanks series, seven maybe, episode two, 40 minutes is all we do now, because none of us can be bothered to pay for upgraded Zoom. That's it, isn't it? Zoom That's business. It.
1: It's more like, I'm sure it's really cheap, but it's like, it's the admin of having to have a password, another account and loads of emails from Zoom, which I don't want and forgetting my password and my kids taking my laptop and me not knowing my password on another laptop.
3: Well, it's that's easy, mate. All you've got to do is change your password to what Martin Wood had as his password at oh my his hotmail address. Oh,
1: my God. Now, what we can't do, some pods would just reveal this password. <laughs> Martin Wood, the old bar scrum half. What
3: are you going to say? The old bastard. Oh, the old
1: bastard. Uh, the that old well. shagger. He's um, he, horrible bastard. He had a banking problem, I think, from, he had a banking problem when we were on tour and he couldn't get any money out and he had to ring his mum and dad at home. His mum at home answered and said, right, there's an email on my Hotmail account and that is the password I need to get money out of this bank on England tour, right? And he had to spell out, <laughs> to spell out his email, his email password to his mum. She's logging in, right, Martin at Hotmail. Hey, got, got, right, And hey, what's your password? And he says, right, mum. Well, is it Orville? Right, this is my
3: Orville.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that She does sound like that. Um, he said, right, I'll tell you the letters, but don't add them up to make words.
3: <laughs> don't write them down, mum. <laughs>
1: don't write <yeah. laughs> So we can't say what it was. words. It started with the C word and ended in the the numbers six and nine. It was just awful. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Adam Jones in the old Welsh second row, our old mate who played. Steam. For a long time, played He's at Saracens and Queens. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Steam. Mm. About time. He looks. He looks fifty-five. Um, Says so Adam Jones, Steam Boy. He's when he went on his first Wales tour, they asked for his email address, and it was always up for the steam at hotmail.com. <laughs> just, saw, I'm always on the piss. Like, oh God! I told you <laughs> the time that
3: I had to take his suit and it shat himself to the dry cleaners. I said, I'll just take because we obviously lived together. <laughs> My suit needed a clean sari suit like for post game and he went oh shanks do me a favor just take mine down with you as well i said like, yeah no problem it's a bit suspicious because he's given it to me in a black bag and then, and then <laughs> what they did is what they did when they get it when they get it in the dry cleaners they take it out don't they light on the service, see if there's any stains on it everything. Oh, so, yes. one, oh my god mate it was the brown stains it'd been in a black bag for about four days so
1: oh mate
3: yeah, animals, yeah. Anyway, on, well, it. I have like animals on it. But anyway, congratulations to Adam Jones. Um, yeah. We've got engaged. So.
1: Truth is, when someone's as old as us and they get engaged, you're like, oh, so presumed you were married or, oh, is it your second marriage, which is cool, all the rage these days. But actually, you can just do what you want and get engaged whenever you want these days. So, well done, Jones. But you don't done, have, to do a, have to do a
3: big thing about it, do you? You don't have to have a flash mob in the middle of Cardiff? No. And, you know,
1: I've had a couple of <laughs> weddings, Tommy, as we all know. And the second one was much smaller. And it was like, my kids are like, oh, you're going to do it. You're going to put me a picture on Instagram. No. Why would I do that? Well, you got to. No, I haven't. I don't have to do that.
3: I'm All I'm going to do, um, babe, is two kids, is I'm going to cook a big brisket and I'm going to hide the ring in there. <laughs> I'm going to slow cook the bastard for eight hours. And it-
1: Whoever breaks their tooth on it, that's like the equivalent of catching the bouquet. You're like next, Christmas even though pudding. you're 11. Even though you're 11, you're next to be married. Hey, look, how are you, tomboy?
3: Good boy. Off to Hong Kong today. So that's why oh, I having to do it a little bit earlier for me. Yeah. Oh, yep. God. Right. Talk to me. What's going on in Hong Thong Kong? Um, there is a and I've got to do in Kowloon Rugby Club tomorrow night. Oh, so- my God. Yeah, Clive Hammond is sorting that out. Uh, David Trick is the MC. myself, and Rocky Park. Tricky. I'll tell you now what he'd be wearing, okay? Because he's very similar to you. He'll have a pair of jeans on, probably like Wranglers, not tapered. (laughs) He'll have a really old-school pair of uh, deck shoes or whatever they're called. Yeah, deck shoes, aren't they? Boat shoes, deck shoes, yeah. Boat shoes, deck shoes. Uh, And he'll have a Ralph Lauren shirt on. And it'd be funny as all hell, all hell. Frick, I was going to say, yeah. So, and then I'm playing golf on Thursday. Um, hopefully in Hong Kong. Yep, and with Checo. I think I think that's what the course is called. It's lovely. All right. Oh, I thought you meant Michael Checo with Martin Murray, my friend Martin Murray from Swire Group. Okay, Um... and then got like a little dinner in the evening with brian rennie um and a couple of the speakers it's a little quiet affair on the thursday night just yeah just trying to break us in i think slowly and then we got the long lunch on saturday which i'm speaking at oh just thinking about my intro now the intro is the only thing you've really got to work on you've got to get them early. yeah
1: yeah you got if you nail the intro it's gravy from there on if you don't yeah
3: yeah, you're pushing a fat man uphill I think maybe, I think in a maybe, like I'm a bit of music, like simply the best. Just coming in, walking in with a cap on backwards. If you don't want to be here, yeah. get out. <laughs> the book I carry around with me. Forwarded by... Right. Joseph,
1: it's yeah. like when you and I did that. I often tell people off air this story where you um we're, we did that dinner together up in norfolk and you were like um we basically planned it and it was like right i'll go first shanks you go second and we'll alternate on these bits like that
3: oh don't say it you've just dropped my memory i might use that i might use that yeah one.
1: i won't say it. i won't say the, i won't say the theme of the gag either because yeah. people will guess it but i don't want to say it on our pod but you were like just about about to introduce us on and you were like oh, Flatsy, i'll go first boy i said no no let's just stick to the plan and it's all ad-libbed anyway but just stick to the structure and you were like no I'm going to start to gag about that. And I was like, no, definitely don't do that because there's 800, 600 people here and it's about 50% men. It's about 40% women and 10% children. And people had their kids there as well. And it was like, but they're all leaving soon after we start the kids, but they're there for the start, big family rugby club. And I was like, you cannot make a joke about that. And you were like, yeah, I can no. be fine, mate. You walked on and I got to say. I had a bit of sweat running down my back, and you absolutely Jimmy nailed it. And that was it. It made the night so easy from then on. Well done. Back yourself. Back yourself.
3: Dot com. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, read the room. Which? Well, no, you didn't. You didn't know the room. You just took a punt, <laughs> and is it, it worked. Too much? Too much? Not enough? <laughs> Can you raise your hands? <laughs> so yeah. So that is it, Flatty. And then I am back. Um, I leave then Saturday morning half eight. And I'll mostly... Leave Hong Kong then. The, yeah, i mostly be sleeping, I believe. And are
1: morning. you working this weekend when you get back on the URC nope. on Sunday? Nope. 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 Oh, well done. Yep. Oh, fella, you've got a lovely couple of days. Hmm. You'll have a good time with Rocky Clark. Tricky. Former Bath Rugby winger for years. Quickest guy ever. And good. former president of the club and all that. Apart from all that, I might have told us before, but you and I have been to a lot of raucous do's. I'm sure oh, yeah. I have told this. The mo- the loosest dude I've ever emceed in my whole career, Tommy, and I've been doing that almost as long as I played rugby now, was the Wasp's 150th Centenary Dinner. Oh, yeah. Sequi-, sequi Centennial. And it was at the Savoy, and it's the loosest event I have ever been to. And Tricky had to speak at about half 10, quarter to 11. And I came off the stage, and I was like, guys, we, you know, we had a Q&A, and we had Gatlin there, and everyone, everyone was there. And Rob Henderson wouldn't get off the stage after the Q&A, refused to leave the stage. We just had to carry on. And he had a mic and he just kept shouting swear words every time I spoke. And in the end, I was like, can we cut his mic off, please? And in the end, he, I think he fell asleep in his chair. He was very good value, but it was loose. And I was like, tricky. You can't go up there. Mate. You can't speak now. Like the, the night's gone. They're all thinking about going off to a club somewhere. It's done. I was like, you can't go up there. And he said, ah, it'd be fine. He walked up there and it's... I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's the best I've ever seen. Best after dinner speaking in terms of controlling the room, landing the gags, I've ever seen. Uh, The luchess
3: I've been to was Breck and Rugby Club before. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, the Plenpanath. Actually, we just went out there on a social and went to the clubhouse after. Uh, They started to do bar luge. They put all the tables together, put loads of um, liquid all over the tables. And then... They're just using like the big elastic bands around sort of your arms. You have gotta get naked. Well, some got naked. I wore my pants, just didn't wanna slice anything down yeah, there. Gotcha. Even though I could probably do with it. Um <laughs> and they just fling you along the tables. And I was I was watching it initially thinking, Wow, this is amazing and then they start chanting your name. And you're looking around, thinking, right, I've got to get out of here, nowhere to go. Oh, mate. So there's still a couple of videos flying around of that. That's horrendous. Yeah, now like now and again.
1: All the lads did that in all by one in Bath once. And Andy Beattie, uh the back row of the beast, um, who's who's an email email address on that subject used to be and the beast goes on at hotmail.com. Good one. Um, but he did it and everyone was going along it, and I think Bolsh did it, and tins were flying in, and I was just like, mate, if I I'm not coordinated enough to do that, I'll go through a table beast got him, mean, just jumped and just slammed re- really high slammed down onto it didn't skate forward and
3: just split his chin from memory uh, well, so, um, come on mate i'm not as big as you um yet but i went down a slide in alton towers a couple of weeks ago and i stopped halfway <laughs> well because your ass got jammed in it i don't know i don't know it's like a, a normal slide like you know one of the big slides where you go round and round like
1: Maybe you're not heavy enough. Like I don't stop, I just, mate. Once I start I think,
3: I think I had the wrong um swimwear on. Yeah. What did you have on? Long. Yeah. I think I, think I needed shorts. <laughs> yeah, the old Rod Stewart, did you? <laughs> uh, oh, um, well I'm yeah, I'm so- currently
1: sitting, Tommy, in um in our sort of upstairs sitting room that was sitting room really that We call the drawing room to annoy the children because they think it sounds really snobby, but we only call it that when they're here. But in the drawing room, and it is a, it's not a building site in here because next door is a building site. And the ceiling fell in, as I might have explained on a former pod in my office slash snug, my favorite room in the house. I said, this is my favorite room in the house. And within five days, the ceiling had fallen in. The whole ceilings had to come down, Tellys off the wall, speakers out, lights off the ceiling the whole room has got to be repainted we are now looking at uh replacing all of the furniture that was in there which you think hey nice new furniture cannot find the same furniture again it doesn't exist anymore and we really like it and it's basically brand new we've hardly ever been used and uh the insurance company said "Mm, not happy with this we're sending somebody around and he came around and because they were like, "The quote's too high from your builders, has got cut to get a couple of quotes, which took ages, and when well, no, I it didn't, it took ages from one of them, not from the other, and the bloke came around, and he was like, "Uh, I don't think your quote's enough. I don't think it hasn't accounted for any new furniture." I was like, "Yeah, but hopefully you could clean it." He's like, "Mate, that's a pink sofa fella. it's dead. Someone's so we've now there. got all the admin and dust, and I'm asthmatic, the dust mate we're back we thought it was all done." And we're back in the mix now.
3: It's this is bad where, times, fella. This is where it helps. Front in, uh, ITV, Rugby World Cup, why? The money maker, the money maker.
1: Oh, the face. <laughs> the
3: face. No, hey mate, have you ever thought about no. renting your house out for like Cluedo parties? It'd be awesome. Yeah, no. the, the Airbnb
1: <laughs> your whole house. I Either get or. like the yeah the lads that do. He mates I've got that do it that rent out. They go away in the summer, and rent out their house, whole house. The admin. That goes around getting basically all personal personal items put away, stored away, then back out again. I'm sure you could develop a system and you could be reasonably efficient. Like Pauliar, mate, he reckons he's got it down to three or four hours with all the kids, all five of them like digging in, they've got their own roles, crack on. Mate, I can't organise a system to deprivatize whatever the word, depersonalise my house. Yeah. When I've got four kids, two of
3: whom are babies, a dog. I just no. It's not worth it, mate. No, it's not. Do you know, we got, um, I had a couple of complaints about last week's pod. Oh, yeah? Too much rugby, apparently. So Well,
1: funny you say that. I was at a thing on Friday night and this lovely bloke walked up to me, probably 55 years old, and he said, I love the podcast, but you two have got to stop the rugby chat. He said, we've heard it all by the time we get to your pod. We don't need it. We all read the papers. And he said, all we want to hear about is Netflix and barbecues. I said, fella, you're speaking my language. Ah,
3: right. Now, listen to this. You might have watched it already. It's obviously been promoted quite well at the moment. Robbie Williams documentary on Netflix. No. It's really good. Really enjoyed it. Obviously, you know who Robbie Williams is and um, his career. But, mate, just like an insight. Because it's got loads of footage from when he first joined Take That and yep. to when he left to when he went solo and basically all the ups and downs he's had along the way and you, you you often don't hear about these things you just hear when he's bringing a song out maybe if he's had to check into the priory any but what he struggles with along the way is i don't want to spoil it for you but I really i'm not going to watch it, it so you can tell me really
1: not my cup of tea but i'm interested you, know don't, well, you like right. him or you just you not
3: no i like him i just don't, no. i don't watch that sort of thing really. Just had like massive anxiety, massive panic attacks. Mm. Had this whole fear about the UK not warming to him, not liking him. Um, yeah. Seemed to be okay when he was performing in America, but anytime he came back to UK, just got overly, overly nervous and having panic attacks. Even though, like, he just nailed Nebworth for three or four days, um, and a lot about his songwriting as well, and how much right. songwriting he did, and it's good, and relationships he had along the way, and obviously now, you know, he's found peace with himself and got a lovely beautiful family but what it took to get him there you know it it was a classic case of he was 16 when he joined take that and not really having a proper sort of teenage years basically yeah very young yeah and then later on caught up with him down the line but yeah I, i loved it i watched it like within two two days i think it was four episodes but it was good
1: yeah i read i read a review of it in online the other day and it said it was the best documentary of its kind this year. But you won't watch it, um, and I think well, it's just not. I, I might watch it. It's just not what that's not my cup of tea on telly, really. Um, There's a couple of cars in there. Yeah, what cars you got? But it's it's, it's like, but it's like um, the Beckham documentary. Like I love Robbie Williams. I've been to take that concerts, mate, in Cardiff, a great time. But if I could Bet get tickets did. again, I would. But it's you know, I love his music, and I want him to be all right. But at the same time. And the human stuff i do find interesting but like if i put it on i'd probably enjoy it but it was
3: it, it was like when he left take that he was obviously really young and he bought his first album out and it was okay the album but it was the one song i think he co-wrote it with guy chambers who was sort of his music producer for a long long time they worked together very closely and it's all to do with that relationship as well but angels was the song that just connected with everyone oh yeah it was huge it still is huge now but I also forget how many good songs he's brought Road out. Road to
1: Mandalay, was it? The Road to Mandalay? You made that up? Might have made that up.
3: Know, Road to Perdition. That's a great film with Tom Hanks. Great it's film. One of my favourites.
1: But no, he he's obviously, he's absolutely mega, and it—it it, that's not the point. It's just his brain does what it does to him, and that is very sad, but hopefully...
3: Do you know what um, I'm excited about on the plane? What? Well, I've already pre-ordered food, so I pre-ordered a burger. You know what Standard. I'm like? Standard. Standard. I'm mean, I arrive at the hotel and have a club sandwich. Again, amazing. standard. See what channels um, you got. I want, <laughs> do you know that? That's when we used when we played out in France. Um, we'd stay in the same hotel all the time on the Champs Elysees, and it was great because in the team room, you'd have a big TV, and they've obviously got these. They've got rude channels out there, naughty channels, and it would just oh, be God. on. It would just be on a porno the whole time. Normal slow to change just it. running constantly. Yeah, I remember I was room with Gareth Cooper, oh, god. <laughs> and used to get like two or three minutes free until it came up with a screen that you had to pay. But we worked out that if you turned it off of the mains back on again, get another two minutes free. Oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff though, isn't it? It's just, it's, uh, it's you know, you're right passage, wanna, mate. You're tra- you're trying to not think about the game, aren't you? So you, you know, you're yeah. It's nothing like
1: watching and... uh, pornography with your friends. Can't imagine yeah. anything weirder. Rocker Actually, they it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read. I read a really good article a few years ago about why men shouldn't watch it, and um, stuck with me, fella. Shouldn't watch it. You got. You've obviously got a big problem with it. But um, well, why? No, why has like... you
3: constantly got like a power bank and a lead on you then? <laughs> why
1: well, are you constantly unplugging your telly at the mains, mate. Uh, but I. Uh, the other thing I won't. Not that I won't watch or refuse to watch. I Everyone says it's amazing, but well, no, it's not true. But the Beckham documentary, so I love Beckham. I love him. He's a national treasure. I love all that stuff. I just can't... I'm just not enthused by those programmes. I read a review of it. I think I mentioned it on a pod recently. That is the most aggressive review, negative review, I think I've ever read about any television programme ever. I'm with you on that
3: one. I'm with you on this. I'm
1: not that Camilla Long, Camilla Long, I think it was, that wrote the review. And I always just like go to TV... TV program review on Google and the guardian is a pretty reliable source of reviews. Um, and it was like, Whoa, she has, I think it might've been in the times actually that one, but she has, wherever it was, she absolutely slammed it. And it's like, this is just content. It's, it's viewed as an insight. What it really is, is really tightly curated just to make improve, augment their brand and make loads of money, which is absolutely fine, but it's presented as something else. And it's kind of like, I don't, it just I I don't resent that I'm just not interested I'm just not interested in that at all like that doesn't appeal to me
3: at all That to me about the plane is I'm looking for it I'm really hoping they've got Oppenheimer on TVs there on the movies on the plane because I'm not seeing it yes yet. no I'm I haven't hope no. to watch it yeah
1: it might be a so, cut down version now on a plane in case kiddies watch it that's the only problem
3: I, I can no, that'd be all right I can deal without not seeing a nipple
1: flats that's fine well you keep bringing them up um i we're watching time at the moment which is about being in prison second series the first series was amazing Mm -hmm. um and the second series is really really good like if you hadn't seen the first series as a standalone the second would be really good we're only two in but i think there's only three actually i'll try it's it's really good it's clever it's good uh but the first one had stephen graham and sean bean in it and it's like well it's like having Al Pacino and Rob De Niro in it in a BBC drama. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's quite hard to follow, but
3: no, it's, start it's watching very, it's good. Um Sylvester Stallone documentary as well. That's on Netflix. Oh. The one about Arnie's really good. Um he's brought one out as well. So it's it's very it's at the moment he's just talking about his younger life really, about how Yeah. How he was born, um, how sort of half his face paralyzed. How he's trying to become an actor, but no one really would take him too seriously because they thought just he was going to be a villain the whole time because because of his voice and, and the way he looked with his eyes. And then how how he got into writing because he couldn't, couldn't get any parts. And then how he sort of wrote Rocky, rewrote Rocky, and then made it yeah. what it is now. So uh, and sort of casting the the um, actors in it as well. It it's really interesting because obviously. Like anyone like him, it has got a massive story because he he wrote, he directed, and he starred in it as well. Imagine doing yeah. all those three when you're like sort of 22, 23 years old.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did get caught with um, human growth hormone at the old services. Didn't the old uh, customers once? Reese Webb. Sorry, oh, did you say Reese? Sorry, Sylvester
3: Stallone. Oh, What's happening? Right. What's happening with Reese Webb? Oh, I'm not sure. i I made that up. Um, I don't no, you haven't. It's in was... the papers. What? That is what? <laughs> growth hormone? He got, he got. He, yeah, he failed, he didn't he get, he failed a drug test, didn't he, for growth hormone? Yeah, not, well, I thought it said in the papers. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I saw him the other day, actually, at Phil Bennett Foundation dinner. He seemed, he seemed okay. Um, It'll come out in the wash. Shall I hope just? He's all right. I hope he's all right, though. Yeah, I do. Um, I really like Reese. He was looking immaculate, I have to say that. Like, I was looking. Yeah,
1: thinking, of course what? he was. Oh, so he's demanded, like it says here the well the first thing I've got is that he demands a B sample. Um yeah, test positive growth hormone. Um yeah, well, I hope that works out.
3: I hope it is not the case. Um sometimes it's good no, for healing your body though if you've got like a real severe injury.
1: Oh mate, like I honestly think like um I I wouldn't really know where to start, but it's like people pay subscriptions for uh, you know, telly or vitamins or protein powders, that sort of stuff. I reckon that you know there are certain there are certain things that would be massively frowned upon in the rugby fraternity. That if you could just pay a, you know, what you pay for Netflix every month and just have a bit of liquid youth, bit of HGH jabbed in, just a little bit jabbed in. The only thing I know nothing about it. But then I think if you have, isn't it right if you have tumor a tumor or cancer, it grows at a significantly faster rate if your growth hormone is spiked. Or I don't know. That's why I just don't bother doing that stuff um i wouldn't know where to start but sylvester stallone did say that you know hgh is nothing i think was his favorite quote and it's like mate it's not even it's just well
3: yeah yeah, you you might like it you might like that one i'm sort of an episode in and it's it's really interesting so that'd be good
1: uh i'm i'm uh, i'm I'm more up for that i'm more than than a puff piece that aren't but they're all kind of all these documentaries are they're a little bit like aren't I a legend? And I find that a little bit uninteresting, but the Ricky Hatton one I loved, which we've spoken about. Loved it. Thought that was great. I watched Louis Theroux interview Anthony Joshua. Any good? This week. Have you seen that? Well, no. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Yeah, it's all right. And I love both of them, but I think he seems to be like Anthony Joshua is, seems to be massively or preoccupied by, the feeling, his feeling, that the British press and maybe the, therefore the public by proxy or whatever don't give him the credit his achievements deserve. He seems to have a which, big...
3: Which are what? Obviously, clutch.
1: Double world of, champion, double heavyweight yeah. world champion. And, if you know, it's one of those things that, I don't know, if you ask about heavyweights, Tyson Fury obviously is a massive name, but Joshua had a massive impact on what was a really stagnant, uninteresting heavyweight division. Like... yeah
3: but until he fights tyson fury then then i just i can't really buy into it because everyone's wanted this fight for years and years and i just don't want to see it at the end of their careers when they're just looking for a pair i want to see them fight in their prime which is which is now mm-hmm. um and they've got to sort that out it is pathetic that that is yes the fight.
1: yeah so I'm 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 watching the documentary, thinking a couple of things. Like there was a bit edgy, couple of points. It looked almost a bit confrontational, a bit awkward, but in a good way. I'm also thinking Louis Theroux is like the greatest of the great, but I'm, there was bits where it was edited, I think, just felt like he was interrupting Anthony Joshua all the time. And a couple of times I was like, I'll oh, just let him speak. Like yeah. he was going to carry on then. But Louis Theroux is just the master. He did Tyson Fury impressions that were amazing. Like he was really, really good. And he asked the right stuff. Like he's brave. I just think he's amazing. But I didn't adore this documentary like I normally do. But halfway through it, I'm thinking what you're thinking if you, if this is your primary concern, like you want to earn money and that stuff. And it's like, there was a few contradictions. Like he said, you know, you said it's all, just, you just, it's all about the money, Anthony, or in those in similar words. And he said, no, I mentioned doing it for the money once in a, I've mentioned it once and everyone's just blown it up. And he's like, no, no. Cause you mentioned it here too. Oh yeah. Well, I mentioned it there too. Like, it's not a crime to want money. It's his job. It's like, yeah, but it's like, if, if it's not all about the money, and it's all about legacy. Fight him then, and take less yeah. money. Yeah. Don't demand yeah. fifty million or thirty million. So I'll do it for a shitty little ten million. You know, do that. Just fight him then. If 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 it, if it really isn't about, it's easy for me to because it's not my job. But actually, if my primary, if my primary thing was that people didn't respect me, didn't respect me, and the only way they'd respect me was hosting mm. a game on ITV where I'm going to get paid four pounds instead of my normal fee. I would do the game. I would do the tournament for £4 pounds if it yeah. if it meant I could find peace, I think.
3: 15 to 30 years ago, though, these boys would fight. They would fight. Yeah. You had know, big fights. Now it's all to do with isn't it? money. It's all to do with rights. It is knackered. It's completely knackered. Like you look at, I don't know, like the late 90s, early noughties. You had huge fights all the time. All yeah. the time. Like at least once, twice a year. Big Riddick, fights. Bow,
1: Holyfield, Tyson. Yeah. Massive.
3: Kazagi, Eubank. Yeah, you know there was there was loads. Steve all Collins, the time. Nigel Ben. Yes, all always, but now it's like happens once every ten years. Um, yeah. be good time to fight him now as well because Tyson Fury didn't look that great in his last one. So, well,
1: I read I read one of the reviews of it that said he basically looked like he hadn't trained
3: yeah, or hadn't trained
1: that. hard enough for it. And he and he and he did. I mean, it's not he, we're not body shaming one of the greatest heavyweights potentially of all time no, he's, he's, never, he's never, as, ripped, you know, he's he's never he ripped he's never been ripped no but massive. i mean he just looked like he was really heavy like but and but francis anyone looks like that next to francis and i think anthony joshua would look a little bit like a streak yeah. of piss next to francis and he's an absolute freak show um but it's i'm i'm i know these fights generate loads of money and if i was a heavyweight boxer and i got offered i'm making numbers up 30 million to fight some youtuber shit me mate i'll do it naked like you, you do don't you
0: underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: There's a film on Netflix called The Killer, which has just come out.
3: Michael Slowbender. Fastbender. What would you call me?
1: Um, and it's got five stars in The Guardian, in the Pet Guardiola, which never happens, mate. Very rarely happens.
3: Downloaded. Oh, Ready. What I mean. What I mean. Last you, point on series now. Have you got anything for me to watch? That's gripping. Uh, I, don't mean, I don't mean anything like serial killer.
1: Struggling at the moment. No, same. Okay, that's fine. But it's autumn. I feel like all the good stuff should be coming out now, because it's autumn, but hasn't quite nothing's quite gripped me recently and I'm kind of I'm a bit empty on the T V front.
3: I know. We got told off for doing too much rugby last oh, week. Oh we go. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll we'll just pick out a couple of the instances because you know if you want to if you want to catch up on rugby, listen to other pods or watch the ITV highlights with you and Topsy or listen to the Unloaded URC show. But yeah. the red card uh the game you covered at the weekend. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, for the leg the leg out.
3: It's a red card for me. I don't know what you said, whether you whether you agree or not. I think that's read every day of week.
1: You might notice I'm standing up, Tommy, as your Tommy can see me in the view that the listeners can't. I'm standing mm. up because my back... Looks current. like you're
3: going to expose yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm just... Um, it's like I'm singing in a booth now, like I'm doing... Um, what's it called? The Band-Aid song. Band, live Aid, yeah. <laughs> Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Live Aid. It's Christmas um, time. Yeah, it looks like I'm doing that. The old back's going. Uh, my, my point, the, what I said was, I know the law is the law, letter of the law and all that, but that is just balance, unintentional, mm. bit of empathy, let it go. That's what I thought. And mm. I was with Nolly and she was a fullback. She said the same. And I looked along at Stuart Hogg, who was obviously, knew his onions at fullback. And I just, we we're both commentating on different channels for the same game. And I was like, what do you reckon? he said, never a red. And then uh, from what I, I haven't watched it on uh, TNT, but I think Benny Kay thought the same. And then Ollie Woodburn, who's current player, you know, but he's the teammate of um, the accused. Uh, you know, that's, that's slightly different, but I think, I don't know. It, it's, I think it, it's one of those letter of the law jobs.
3: Yeah. I where, spoke to um, two world I referees. I spoke to um, a couple of world player of the years. I've got it, and they think <laughs> it was a red card. Um, it is. Well, I to okay. Bono. If you miss time, if you miss time, you you jump when you go for the ball, and you collide with someone. It's a. Red, it can be a red card. That way, same instance applies. I think when you're taking a ball like that, um, he looks at the player. The foot comes up. He's trying to buy himself a little bit of time. Doesn't want to get smashed. I think he knows exactly what he's doing, and red card. Really? Yep. Yep. Really. And you know what I'm like, Flats. You know what I'm like. I'm. You think the game's gone soft? I, I, I think we have too many red cards. But for me, you hate
2: player
1: safety. You hate team. player safety.
3: That is a red card. I'm really um, surprised from, think what, that's we've, a red from card. what we've gone by. On it happened in the World Cup. Happened to Palo Daguw before. He got a six Just, week ban. Yeah, it's too. It looks too obvious to me, David. So there we are. And people, and that's what players do to stop them getting smashed, stop them getting hit hard. They land on the floor. It looked very unnatural. So there we are. You ready to go. We agreed to disagree, but yeah, I have spoken to um, people way above who you listed, and I'm on this massive WhatsApp group with basically the last 10 years players. Um, IRB I player spoke to years.
1: Bob Dwyer and Nick Mallet, yeah. Erasmus. I rang Eddie Jones. Did you? Um, I spoke to Daniel Craig about it. How did he answer? Uh,
3: Konnichiwa.
1: and Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> i spoke to, to loads of celebrities about it. A um, couple of quick highlights. Uh, George Ford was mega for Sale against Bristol. Second half, Sale really got it together, and George Ford looked immaculate. Honjo um, Pollard made a massive difference for Leicester Tigers, even though they didn't win. He looked great. Marcus Smith looked fantastic as well. Finn Smith for Northampton in there, that win over Chiefs. You got a lot of fly halves doing really good things in the Prem.
3: Dave, can I ask you? So- who- yeah. question. Um, I've not seen too much of him. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't because obviously you just highlighted Marcus Smith but Jared Evans. Yeah. Um, what's the word on the street? How's he been going? I've heard it's been okay.
1: He's played really well. The word on the street is really good. They really like him. He's everything I've heard. Um, he really suits the way Quinns want to play. Yep. Um, realistically he's going to be, like most players would be, an understudy for Marcus Smith. They Quinns... Might use Smith at 15 here or there, off you know, when people are injured, but they don't need him as a 15. They've got plenty, they've even got Tyrone Green on the wing, who is brilliant at fullback after Mike Brown left. So they've got options on options at 15. So Jared Evans will, but, but because Marcus Smith goes away a lot and all that stuff, and people get knocks, he will play quite a lot of games for Quinn's and they really, really like him. So they're, they're quite chuffed with that signing because there's no point in having really in exciting outside backs if you don't have a ten who is a a running threat himself and b really good at setting them alight and creating yep. space.
3: Yep. And that's why I think we'll see probably a different way of attack for Wales coming up in the six nations because we'll have Do a different ten. Yeah. Dan Bigger won't be there. He's retired and he's he's good at game management. He's good at positional play. You know, making sure we're wales playing the right areas not high risk rugby quite low risk really but i think whether sam costello's back fit johan lloyd's been playing well and it's i said this Mm. um, a couple of times on different platforms like this is a massive period for him now because he's playing well but he's got from now until january really to form up a partnership with gareth davis sam costello's injured at the moment to to maybe warrant a starting spot. So it's in his hands at the moment. He's looking good, uh, yeah. even though the Scarlets aren't playing particularly well. Uh, all four Welsh teams lost at home at the weekend, which is the first time ever mm. in the history of the competition. Cool. Um, I, I feel like
1: with Yeo and Lloyd, I think, the, tell, tell me if you think this is, I you look at him as like a James Hook and you think if he's going to go on, and amass as many caps for Wales as James Hook did, he's got to start getting in that starting 15 soon. He's got to be be that sort of player where they say, well, we've got to get him in somewhere, so he goes here. If that's 10, then great. Because he he seems that talented to me whenever I watched him.
3: But if you're playing 10 internationally, you can't just be a makeshift 10 at your club. You can't just be filtering it out. You have to be starting. starter. You can get away with it at 13, um, wing, 15. But yeah. 10 is so important. You have to be playing it every week. What he does have in his favor is he is unbelievably versatile. So mm-hmm. he can play in multiple positions. So therefore, quit. Mm-hmm. yeah, therefore you probably want him in your squad because he can cover, whether he starts or whether he's on the bench, he can cover lows and lows of positions, which is key, which is golden. Exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, so that's good. There was a um, nothing really massive um, that went on in the URC. There was a red card to tame Basham. Just Ross Byrne is running back to pick up the ball. Basham just leaves his elbow out, tries to connect with Ross Burn's head, gets him a little bit at the top. Luckily he didn't get him like right on the jaw. Yeah. But he got red carded straight away and I'd imagine he'll get quite a hefty ban. So
1: I haven't seen it, but I think the game's gone soft and it shouldn't have been a red.
3: Yeah, maybe. Absolutely not! It'll get a big ban, I reckon, for it. Uh, it's too bugger. obvious. It was like it was like rugby when we played. You could get away. Yeah, with it. when
1: when men were men. Yeah, it... so much of it is about self control, just in the moment, isn't it? Like, yeah, it it's... is. And they they
3: were getting hammered by Leinster, and it was it was a tough game. We've got a minute left, lads. Uh, right, let's I, go. Can I just inform you? Uh, we've got Chatham Ladies Day coming up in March, right? Yeah. Um, the squad is being assembled. Steve yeah. Spears is in. Yeah. Um, Lee Byrne is coming with Roger Harry my mate Gath yeah. Jones is coming with him as well I'm on that table so Jason got Fox is coming isn't he three world class looking blokes with me God, including me uh, yeah Jason Fox is coming as well so it's going to be good
1: and we all know that Dean Schofield former South Sharks on England Second row, will be there as well which just makes always. every day better he's always there mate. absolutely
3: always never seen never well then, mate, him well
1: good pod not too much rugby well done
3: Uh, You look after that back now. Do you want to come to Hong Kong with me? Get it stretched?
1: (laughs) (laughs) None of that. Good luck, boy. Cheers, everyone.